The words that we had read earlier from the prophet Isaiah were written into a time when indeed Israel was caught up in, in national unrest and, and warfare. There was the two great empires of Babylon, which was on the, on the wane, and, and Persia, which was on the rise, and Israel was, Judah were caught up in between that, and it was a time of great upheaval. We are not caught up ourselves in international conflicts to anything like the same extent just now as was the case in Israel or was the case during the world wars of last century, but still we know only too well um, unrest, we know only too well conflict in different places and situations. We know of acts of terrorism, of sabotage, of countries arguing over what to do about refugees from different nations. We know something or have heard something about so-called cyber warfare that, that's going on. And we're aware, too, of so many different claims for our loyalty and our allegiance. And in all of that and among all of that, the Lord speaks a word through the prophet Isaiah, and He says, remember, remember this, fix it in mind. Remember the former things. God wants us to remember. What does He want us to remember and why? Well, I think in terms of why, it's so easy for people to get caught up in the moment. If we don't, don't remember, if we fail to remember, then the only thing that really is mattering is the now. And the only thing that matters in the now is that we become obsessed with our now. Failure to remember is, is to get caught up with ourselves and our own particular interests. Failure to remember is a way of just funneling down the world until it's only about me and what affects me and impacts me. That's a disaster for us as individuals, and it's even, even troublesome for us as, as a people and as a nation. So we've sometimes made alliances that have come back to bite us. There was, for example, a time when it seemed right and good and advantageous to the nation to, to side with the Taliban to get the Soviet troops out of Afghanistan, only for the Taliban to bring in something that was equally awful and something that was directly opposed to what we deemed to be our interests. That is, it just failure to remember, failure to think of the bigger picture, think, failure to think wider involves us in all kinds of mistakes and contradictions and things that bring trouble to us. We inevitably look at the world with our own values and our own story. And that's why God is saying to um, <clears throat> His people, remember and remember about me. He's saying to, to Israel in Isaiah's time, don't think about um, the Babylonians and their gods. Well, they've just made their gods. They've hired a goldsmith and so on. They've, they've lifted the, the, the statue onto their shoulders and said, well, it's done everything. But clearly that's not the case. Instead, he says, look at the bigger picture. I am God and there is no other, he says. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning. He's, he's the one who sorts it all out from creation until the end of time. He's saying it's not the case 
that there is some truth for the Babylonians, they build their statues, and then there's some truth for Israel, they follow the God who is the creator God. No, you see, God is saying this one story about creation and, and Israel and Jesus and through to the new creation is the only proper claim for our loyalty, the only bigger picture. And He's challenging us to remember who He is to make sense of life and the priorities of life. Where else is salvation? Where else is a God who has created, a God who has acted in, in salvation, a God who is with us in the day-to-day, -day, a God who understands us because He has shared our humanity, and a God who is bringing His purposes to fruition? Now, of course, there are times in that big story when things don't go well. There are th times when things seem to take a uh, a turn for the worst, and things happen that we don't want and don't understand. And the claim of the gospel is not that there's no suffering. The claim of the gospel is not that suffering doesn't matter. The claim of the gospel is rather that here is a God who in and through the hurt and dissonance and, and things that we do to each other, a God who through the, the, the agonies and the, of, of a creation that is spoiled, a God who is working His purposes out and seeking to put it all back together again. The evidence for this is primarily in the story of Jesus of Nazareth. That's why the importance for us as Christians is not just to say, I believe in God, but I follow Jesus, because the claims boil down to Him and, and have their, their, their crux in Him. So, take a look at Jesus of Nazareth. We at Claremont have a variety of ways of presenting that truth to folks, and if anyone's interested in finding out more, then please do get in touch, because remembering to take the bigger picture, to look at the wider perspective. And in that wider perspective, it's the claims and the truths of Jesus that best stand up and make sense. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank You for the ability to remember. We thank You for memories. And yet, even as we thank You for memories, we remember that often sore and hard memories come back as well. Lord, come to us in this craziness. Come to us in the mixed-upness of life and the world, and help us to see Your call, your, your shape, Your purposes in and through Jesus, and help us to find our part and our place in that. Amen.